Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Now you're welcome back to the studio. Mr Brian Kerr has joined us. Good afternoon. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Joe. It's uh, not a nice day out there. It's good to be in here. Took up, watch the football for the afternoon. That's the plan. We were just saying there in the news round, this uh, final batch of group games. Talk about drama and the football taking centre stage as we knew it would at a certain point in this tournament, which you, you know, you talked about your reservations uh, last week. But over the past seven days, it's been fairly extraordinary. Each evening has delivered its own mini drama. Yeah, um, it has has been so. You, you heard you talking to John about it there, and the suspense and drama at the end of the group stages and the the, the groups of four. And I've been reading some stuff about the future of the World Cup uh, with with forty eight teams and and possibly three team groups. I don't know how that work, but anyway, um, it, it just confirms the excellence of the four-team group situation and it also what I thought about watching a lot of the games and early on particularly the importance of the first game I mean look it's very obvious Joe but when you get off to a good start it makes so much difference and yet teams some have recovered Germany didn't ultimately they didn't Argentina have but you know, for, uh, recover from losing the first yeah. game, and that. But you 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 look at at some of the things that won the first game, won the second game, say Portugal, um, Brazil, and they're able to rest players. France rest players for the tour game, and 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 you know even though that didn't go 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 so well for them. I mean, nobody ended up getting nine points, which is another matter we might talk about the leveling up of football all over the world, which uh, is one of the trends that you, you'd have to have to say is obvious from this World Cup. Nobody got nine points in the groups, even though some groups you'd look at them and say, well, they, they've a handy, handy group there. They should be capable of getting nine. They didn't. Um, but winning the first game allows you, takes the pressure off, saw it with England a little bit and even though they only drew the second game they, 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 there wasn't that much pressure on them going into the Welsh game they still knew that they were likely to get through anyway with the uh, plus four goal difference from the 6-2 against Iran and I've always felt that when I had teams myself that were involved in finals and obviously not at the World Cup itself but in many of the youth tournaments that we went to over the years I I would have uh, I, I would have been very very on top of that idea, we must get something from the first game. If you win it, great. If you can't get something from it and keep you going because you get, you get done in the first match, it's hard to retrieve it. It happened to us a couple of times. Um, in fact, at the World Cup, I just thinking against Ghana in Malaysia in um, 97, <laughs> 25 years ago now, we, we got done in the, in, in, in the first, first match by Ghana. Uh, narrowly 2-1 but we had to pull something out from that and then we won the next game eased the pressure and then we got a draw in the last match it was enough to get us through but it was one of the few tournaments that we lost the first game in um, but you know you go on from there the drama at the end of the groups was just extraordinary yeah. the other night the South Korea situation uh, Japan all the, the, where the two matches where it looked like the, the, the situation with Germany and and um, 
uh, Spain looking like going out, out of that group at one stage in the match <laughs> it was kind of mad stuff I was watching the Germany match I, I actually was trying to watch the two matches and every time I switched over to the, away from the Germany one there was a goal in the match and I look back and the score I think out of the six goals I only saw two of them <laughs> when they actually happened live you know But um, you can be unlucky I was unlucky on that particular <laughs> night uh, Messi last night he's all over the front pages so Argentina as you said have recovered Australia were in that game for a good chunk of it, not just at the end, but even before the first Argentine in goal, you wouldn't have said that they were bossing things necessarily. No, I thought the the, the, the Argentina were, were quite ordinary, you wouldn't say poor, but they were quite ordinary until Messi got the breakthrough goal. Uh, Australia got confidence in the game because Argentina didn't press them allowed them to allow them to stay on the ball. You see, with, with Messi, it's one of the things we talked about Ronaldo, with Manchester United, why can't Ronaldo be the starting player in the Manchester United team under the, um, the under new manager Ted Den Hag, and why he he wants to play more of a pressing game? Ronaldo won't do it for the whole match. You look at Messi in the Argentinian team; he picks his moments when the press. And most of the time, I, I, I read Ken Early's piece last week describing Messi in the match. A lot of the time, you're watching him, and he looks like he doesn't have too much interest. He's walking around sometimes with his head down, uh, and he seems to be staying away from where the build up and the play is for as long as possible. But when they there are moments when he does decide to go on a bit of a press and if he joins in the press it gives him a bit of a chance he saw the goal um, the second goal last night when Matt Ryan made, made a terrible error and it was one of the few times in the game where they actually did go on a press I think it was, it was, it was started by the right back I think at that time Montiel, Montiel was on he'd come on for Molina but and Australia could sense that. I mean, you could see them, as you said, growing in confidence and realizing Across the back, actually, the back this rolls and Souther, Souther and Dejanek and Bewick, the left back. They just got time on the ball. They yeah. got comfortable to ever and then knocked some long balls forward. McGree was able to stay up there with Duke, but I didn't think Argentina played very well until they got the goal. They got a bit of confidence on the goal. They got a bit better, um, but I. I, I think that there's still an over-reliance on Messi to produce magic mm. and I don't think he's producing that magic off enough but it, look at it, it's such a joy to still see him pulling out those moments of magic that's three goals now he's scored now the first one was a penalty he's a missed penalty goal on the edge of the box really good goal the goal last night very good goal and the moments of, I mean he set up two goals and that's why I, I, I'm not um, convinced about Argentina he set up two chances for them to wrap up the game last night, Latero Martinez. And the two terrible attempts. One he balloons yeah. high and wide, one he hits the goalkeeper with. And 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 you know Might get uh, one of them against a good team. That's right. And and that was like previous Wars Cup where World Cup when Massey was younger and he was carrying the team. Mm. Now I'm not sure they're any any much better than they were at the last World Cup in the midfield last night what did the, the Paul do Fernandez played too deep between the centre halves the time to build up play the Paul just looked alright McAllister just looked alright for me there was nothing brilliant about Alvarez is threatening to run in behind at times yeah, yeah he gets a goal a sneaky poacher's goal after the pressure when Matt Ryan makes a mistake uh, Gome Papa Gome was playing out on the, out on the left side 
they didn't do enough for me all round. I and, and, and there was times when Romero was kicking the ball into the stand like a fella p- from a lower division team, like some of the Australian, uh, some of the Australian yeah, players that play as players. Yeah. players that. So I, I, I'm not. I don't think that they. Uh, I, 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 I'm not convinced that Argentina and not, certainly I don't think they'll win the tournament yeah interesting match when they play Netherlands or those well that's the thing on Friday and look I guess stranger things have happened so they'll play Netherlands on Friday it was interesting we just mentioned it there on the newsroom before you came in half time when they're 2-0 up and they go back to Dutch television Marco van Basten is one of the analysts and he says as a football lover I ask myself what am I looking at zero initiative so it's not popular, not that Van Gaal cares. It is uh, pragmatic to the end. He said afterwards that for him, when Blind and Dumfries, the two wingbacks, combined for goals, that makes me incredibly proud. And he was on the record pre-tournament as saying he thinks, you know, having been versed in 4-3-3 and very much of, of that era over in Holland, he feels 5-3-2 is the best balanced system there is in football and he's sticking to it. So pragmatic Netherlands under Van Gaal. What are we to say then? Well, you know, the, the, the five uh, two three system that they're playing at the moment, I mean, the the, the, the three centre-backs thing is is in the game almost, you know, the majority of teams are, are playing it now except, say, uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, um, who else wouldn't be in the Premier League? There's not too many. Chelsea do double between. Some teams are a bit adaptable. Liverpool still playing with a four. But an awful lot of teams are playing with three. And it's become a fashion. I've yeah. seen that before in my lifetime. It comes and goes. In football, it yeah. comes and goes. That's the fashion at the moment. Uh, there wasn't too much talk about Netherlands before the World Cup as being a, a, a team that could do very well or a possible winners of it. So I think Van Gaal... Uh, was a, is entitled to play whatever way he wants to play. He's looked to balance the players. I know we, we, Kevin was in touch with me before, Kevin Caban before the tournament, and he said he, he fancied Netherlands do something. And I said, well, I think after the pie, they haven't got very much up front. Uh, and, 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 and that was before the tournament started, I said that, because I saw them in one Nations League games and they had to play uh, Vincent Janssen up there. And he was like, wasn't good enough, played in Premier League, wasn't good enough, couldn't get a game, couldn't score goals, that sport. Drifted around the world since then, scores now and again, not a prolific. So, anyway, the boy has got himself together and he, he I say he's got himself together he's now fit he's been sensational I think Van Hal is entitled to play the way he wants whatever the criticisms you've said he's not bothered by it no. he's now gone I think 19 games unbeaten um, I think they're well balanced there's a caution in it the back three Van Dijk Ake Timber strong the goalkeeper an interesting one never been a regular anywhere really until this season uh, but Dumfries and Blind that you mentioned Blind um, They've been this 32 now. We kind of knew him as a centre back, didn't we? At uh, Manchester United, always people felt he was a little bit short, lacking in pace and so on. He was grand. He was, yeah, yeah, as well. So, yeah, but he was considered one of another reason why Manchester United weren't at the top level. Yeah. Moved on, seemingly backwards step back to AX, still in the national team, but plays that game very well up and down the left side. They fall in, they don't go, they don't go, there's no high press with them. Um, which is across the board there's a couple of the Asian teams Japan, Korea times go with the high press but in general there's not been that much high press it's all about midfield uh, midfield type block where teams are cluttering in the middle that's one of the trends and stopping the opposition getting through the middle and they're part of that the Dutch team against um, 
the American side yesterday. That's how they play. They blocked up the middle. They stopped the paths through the passes. America couldn't really get going. Uh, Adams, Musa, McKenney, they, they couldn't really find the front players at all in the game. Way and Pulisic got very little of the ball. So they've been very, very effective, Netherlands. But the front three, I was about Gakpo I was mixed about him seeing a good bit of him at PSV covering the games on Virgin this year in the in the um, the conference and, and um, the, the, the tours of the Europa League and Gakpo in some matches he was very good but the best match the biggest match was against Arsenal and he wasn't effective in either of the game he was almost and I started to look at him going I'm not so sure that this is a fella 20 million 30 million whatever Manchester United who else, who else is interested in is the real deal but in this and playing through the middle at times he's been very good at that front three uh, the interchanging of uh, the, the combination players uh, when Bergwin got on in particular I thought at half time he came on for class and class was playing just ahead of the midfield dropping in to make it even more kind of bottled up in the middle at times I mean it's a 5-3-2 very compact but uh, Davy Klassen drops back and, 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 and really tightens her up and the two drop off a bit they're split strikers but in the second half when Bergwin came on they were really very good very good attack and play the counter attack that goal the first goal um, with uh, the poise goal after 10 minutes what a goal that was Joe 21 20, 20 passes in the build up to that that was it wasn't anti-football that, by any means no 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 but they're a critical group you know the, the, the Dutch <laughs> yeah. press are, are you know they've got seven points in the group and they're, they're through now to the to the next round and they're playing Argentina I think they have a good, very good chance Do you have any theory as to why we're seeing more of that mid-block as opposed to frenetic high pressing? Well a lot of the, a lot of the teams don't have um I mean, one of the trends has also been that there's been no outstanding centre-forwards that are scoring lots of goals. There's a lot of older players have been playing centre-forward. You know, and I put Hardy Kane into that group and he's a, he's a brilliant centre-forward. But I think, I think a lot of coaches have decided if that guy is the goal scorer and they're not in great form, I'm not going to look at France with Giroud is another one. Suarez is one who's gone. Yes. Uh, Thomas Muller, Germany are gone now as well. Um, Portugal have the Ronaldo. Po- Portugal have the Ronaldo. Which, I mean, so they don't have... They don't have three busy B centre for, uh, attacking players yes. that, that that will have the energy to keep going and they can substitute them then and as that, the game that, goes on. And I that, think that's part of that trend. Yes, and that, that is the significant thing, I suppose, that you would obviously have experienced about international football. You can't just be, I'm Jurgen Klopp, this is my philosophy, buy me the players to play the way I want to play. It's, you're Jurgen Klopp, here's your team, now make them work. So you have to you have to cut your cloth. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things that's uh, become a, it's a modern trend in football and club football, even though you have the players all the time, you decide how you want to play, but in international football as well, to be adaptable and to be able to change systems according as the game is going, according as the momentum of the game is going, when team gets a goal, uh, for instance, Argentina yesterday when, when they scored a goal, when they weren't playing well, Australia actually had the momentum up until that moment. They were they were starting to get control, starting to get a few free kicks and cars. Nothing very, nothing sensational with Duke and McGree up front. Or Lecky didn't get much of the ball, but still the goal changed the momentum of the game. 
but then when they got the second goal, the manager changed it and he and he brought on uh, Martinez. He brought on Torres and went back to a, a back five because he thought they were comfortable. And then Australia get a goal and they seem to have the momentum again. And 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 Argentina have to adapt in the match. He made some changes in the middle. He brought on uh, Palacios. I think at that stage made another change in in the middle of the field. And I think. Teams have to be adaptable as well, according to how the game is going. Managers, I said to you last week, the managers have become very important in the season. The managers have always been important, but but in terms of decision making and the timing of the substitutes, yeah, uh, and we we've seen that we I think both Korea and Japan made five substitutes when they were behind in the matches and came back to win those crucial games. Mm. So I think that's that's another another trend. How well is Messi playing? As we're going to go to an outbreak in a moment. I mean, there's a degree here where he adorns the front pages, and people say, "Well, this is this is why he's the greatest." I mean, he's been he's been lovely, and he's had his moments. And the way for the first goal, he drifts into the box with such intent. I mean, you can see the intelligence and uh, the genius. But I mean, he's not been extraordinary. He's, this is not Maradona's going to carry them all the way kind no. of performance, you know. Well, you're you're kind of watching the match hoping he gets on the ball soon yeah. that's where I find myself yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's yeah, like even last night I watched him times he's hanging around over near the touchline letting the others do a bit of passing the ball around or scrapping a bit and I you know his kind of actually said well I'm not involved right at the moment it's time for them to do a bit but I'll I'll get involved now soon when they find me with a pass. Yes. But those moments are happening less in games compared to him in his prime, in his brilliance as we saw for years at, at Barcelona, the midweek Champions League game, whether it's Sunday night football in La Liga. Uh, those moments are, they're very precious still, but there's not as many of them and you're waiting on them to happen, those dribbles. And he, you know, there was a rave about a couple of dribbles last night, a couple yeah. of dribbles in the previous game. And, but but the two bits he did in the lead up to the the, the chances he, he he made for Martinez and he put them he didn't score the goals, yeah. they were sensational. But he's you're right about saying about Maradona carrying the team and he was back defending and he was back picking her up back deep in his own half and charging forward. He was much more involved in the in the game at that time. But he was much younger. He was only twenty five yes. at the time. Maradona's to, or uh, Messi's thirty five now. It's not, it's not a criticism of Messi. No. it's just a statement of fact. Yeah, and that's where and the team has to play around that and have to be aware accommodate that, it. that accommodate yeah. it in terms of saying he's not going to put you know, seven hundred and eighty nine goals in it. <laughs> it tells the matches that. His ability, Joe, to stay fit. I mean, he took that kick early in the match last night when he he he, he ran into the crowd. The players was outside the box, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a foul. It was just a coming together. And you're going, is he, is he injured? He looks like he, he's kind of wincing a bit. He's down. He's holding his leg a bit. But within a few seconds, he's up mm. and he's back. Now he's not lashing around the place. He's back to that walk and walk and and now I'll go. I have the the ball's near me. I'll start something. But a couple of little bits around the goal were brilliant. Right? Sure. Pass, nice. pass, them, and yeah. uh, I, it's just just wish there was more than. But I think that problem will be in the next game with the Netherlands. They they they'll have the plan around that and um, yeah. you know they're tight in the middle of the field um, in the centre. The ruin it was the ruin and the young last night, and then they brought on Coop Miners. It's very compact and tight. Jan's, um, uh, class and play just ahead of them and then three centre backs and it, it, it's really compact in there yes. they'll be aware of that yeah. but 
the other thing is when he gets it now, he doesn't actually run away from fellas. He beats fellas, but he's not really away no, far enough. They say, yeah, no. and he hasn't got no. He's not. And yeah. this problem with Argentina, Di Maria doesn't play last night. Um, uh, Martinez comes on. He doesn't have it. Alvarez has 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 pace, yeah, but he hasn't been a, a dominant feature yet. Alvarez, so. I don't know. I, I'd, lo- I'd love to see it happening. I'd yeah, love yeah, to yeah. see them do it. I'd love to see it. If only because of the messy thing. Yes. So you're telling me he plays like you at Astro these days. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, we'll take <laughs> a bit sh- better than that. <laughs> well, for, for a work rate. We'll take a short break. Brian's staying with us. Any questions? 53106. I went over to Scotland about six weeks ago. We went on a whiskey distillery tour and it was just, it was sad and fantastic. And he was a, like a beautiful man, wonderful man. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports Welcome back, Brian Kerr still with us talking through the World Cup We'll look ahead to today's games in just a moment But there was an interesting uh, piece I wanted to get your thoughts on In the Sunday Independent, in the Observer as well Nick Ames is noting what a lot of people are noting And it's that we are seeing the most diverse last 16 in World Cup history so, for instance, uh, six countries beyond football's traditional powerhouse continents have reached the last 16. He writes, Africa has matched its best performance in qualifying. Two of uh, five have made it through in Morocco and Senegal. They've also had a record seven wins in Qatar. And Asia has equaled its best ever performance as well of 2002, if you include Australia under the Asian Football Confederation, where it's been since 2006 and uh, there was one interesting quote actually even from the Moroccan coach after uh, the draw with Croatia and what he said very interestingly was we played like a European team that's why I'm so happy if we played brilliantly and lost then everyone would be very upset we played in a very solid way like a European team and we made it difficult for Croatia to play against us so um, people are making various stabs as to why this has happened Uh, certainly fewer secrets in football and we're seeing um, you know it's a smaller world communication is easier coaches travelling further afield as uh, certainly one of the reasons what's your read on it why are we seeing this more diverse World Cup well I, I think a lot of the reasons are, are quite obvious in uh, the, um, the movement of players now is um, there are so many more players from Africa and Asia playing in the better leagues around the world the standards of coaching are better. In fairness, I just mentioned a kind of a, a strange link. But I remember a good few years ago when I was finished with the FAI, mm. I was uh, obviously interested in getting another job. And uh, I remember Brendan Menton, the former CEO of the FAI, or General Secretary, I think the title at that time, he was working for FIFA um on the development side of Asian football in terms of advising the countries in Asia, the associations, in terms of their structures and organisation um, and plan planning for the future. And he, I'm sure, I know he did an awful lot of very good work at that time, but I would have been talking to Brendan a little bit. And I, In fact, he recommended to me that I should go and, and try and get a job in 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 in, one, in the, either Africa or Asia at that time. Yeah. And, and I, I went off and I had um, 
I, I spoke to a couple of countries that time, nothing quite worked out. I was offered one, another one. I, I'd say I hit the bar in terms of getting uh, offered it, but <laughs> it, it didn't quite happen. But I, I took a fair interest in what was going on, obviously, in the build-up to those processes and going through the process. And, you know, it was, it was kind of fascinating looking at We think that the European qualification process is very difficult for the European teams because only 13 teams qualify for the World Cup. But if you look at, uh, at the African situation where there are five yeah. out of similar number of countries, 52. 55 federations yeah, to 54. But a lot of those yeah. federations are, are you know, it's, it's, it's quite difficult. They don't have heaps and heaps of money for, for their players, for organisations, for training camps. And imagine the cost of getting the players back from Europe all the time for their matches. As, as I heard Shay given that, she's saying to tell you, yes, so we only had to come over here to play the matches from England. He said, well, you look at, at, at the players from those nations, the distances they're having to, trouble, uh, having to travel. And similarly, this is how the American players are playing. But the reasons why it's, it's, they've improved are because, uh, in fairness to FIFA, I'd say that, that the coaching structure, structures are better. More of their players are getting the opportunity to play in other countries. Um, I think one of the reasons why they've done well in this competition is the environment I mentioned at last week. Yeah. They're, 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 the, the support for the African countries. I mean, when Morocco have played, the games have been like home games. Saudi Arabia, the games have been like home games. Um, even obviously Qatar support wasn't that great and it faded very quickly. Tunisia, marvellous support. And they've all been like, the African teams have had very good support too. But I suppose the fact that they're not playing in Europe and they're not playing in South America has helped them. And in terms of the temperatures, I know that stadiums have been dealt with and the temperatures aren't that hot, but it is a little bit of an advantage for them. There are some of the reasons. I think the fact that they've managed to develop coaches as well from their own their own system and their own background and who understand their own culture. Yes. I think that's important. I think with the exception of Korea, who, who have been, uh, Bento was the, the, the coach of Portuguese, uh, guys the coach there. But the rest of the countries all of a, a local Japan, it's Mariasu, I think if I'm pronouncing, pronouncing it correctly. Whereas previously, Morocco have their own man, a former international, you mentioned, Greg Goy. Um, uh, and 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 they know the culture of their own player, uh, uh, their own players, and what what kind of triggers them, I suppose, and how they should behave. And Alou say with Senegal, who will play play England later. They, I think that's been a, a real benefit for them, rather than the one where they've always imported French coaches or Dutch coaches. Mo- mostly, has been French and Dutch off the top of my head for those countries in the past, mm-hmm. sometimes German coaches, but generally European, and some of them from uh, their colonisers of the past that might be added to, maybe they had the language, uh, it, it suited them language-wise. But I think that's been a really positive development for them. And I do think it's good for football. And I said last week that, you know, if FIFA were serious about spreading the game and the impact of that a World Cup would have in playing it in the Middle East rather than just putting it in Qatar 
as that decision was made, however it was made, they should have included a couple of other countries in it and, and, and done it the way the next World Cup is going to be, where it'll be Canada, America and, and Mexico. That if they'd included three countries in it, I think that would have had a, a bigger effect but there's no doubt it being on there is having a great effect okay. it's having an effect on uh, well Qatarian football for the future where that goes who knows they don't have a great population base the other thing last one on the show yeah. is that they've all managed to tap in to their immigrants to the people who if you look at, at the Moroccan lineup and the players like Akimi, Mazrawi, Saiz Agard, Amrabat uh, Ziyech and Nezri Bufal uh, they're, they're all playing around Europe they've made them they've played in the Premier League some of them are, are top clubs um, all, all in playing in very very good leagues they have tapped into that they're much busier than they used to be years ago even when I saw with Ghana Chris Hutton got involved they got a few extra players to help them I think Ghana were very unlucky really not, not to get through but anyway Although, uh, the, 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 it looked a bit tame the other night when they went out but I thought they were they were a little bit unfortunate overall a couple involving high scoring games but they're all much more aware and much busier and we may have to deal with that in the future here in Ireland because we have so many young players now who are eligible to play for other countries and you can be sure that those other countries particularly I'd say Poland um Nigeria, some of uh, maybe the likes of Latvia, Estonia, countries where we, that we've had a, a big, I mean, we've got so many players, I've heard one of the lads talking on the show recently, Graham Gartland, about the number of Albanian players in the system here. And you can be sure that their, yeah. their, their, their parents, the country of their parents will be watching closely their development and underage level in our underage international teams and wondering can they do a, a, a Declan Rice and Jack Reilly well, Shana and pull them in later on. All is fair in love and war. We did it plenty ourselves. So Exactly. Uh, England this evening then. There's been, if you look at the English press, much of the talk is about what a happy camp it's been. There's talk of Southgate's man management. He flew to Dortmund, spent lots of time with Jude Bellingham uh, not so long ago, spent a lot of last summer with Marcus Rashford when he was going through a difficult time. There are reports from camp now over in Qatar of a, a group spending a lot of time together, whereas even under Roy Hodgson's time, which is not that long ago, they were all in their rooms, it seems, uh, said an insider who was au fait with both camps and on their playstations, whereas now they're sitting outside playing werewolf. I'm not familiar either with Werewolf, but they're having a good time. <laughs> well, look. Now, what all that counts for, who knows? What yeah, about on the pitch? Yeah, well, if the match with Wales had been a nil-all draw, I doubt if so many of those stories yes. would have been as good. And how good are all that? We'd probably be hearing a lot more about grumpy heads. Um, and Connor Cody, who was the leader, I think, and yes. the, uh, the arbitrator or the MC for that game, it appears, you'd probably be hearing that he's a grumpy head in him because he hasn't had, had, he hasn't had any time on the pitch yet. Yeah. Although he seems to be a great guy, I might, yeah. I might be exaggerating saying that. But there's always positive stories it's when spin. it's going well. It's spin. So they're, they're and, in the spin, spin fun stage. But there's no yeah. doubt that Gareth Southgate, Gareth Southgate has done a great job. He has experience of tournaments going back to when he was a player himself um, I think they've developed how to handle the players they've talked about it they've taught about it they've been at the last two competitions got to a semi-final and the final um, 
and uh, and they they they've developed um, a whole system around the team through trial and error through some of the mistakes that were probably made in the past by by stricter managers trying to impose a regime that didn't really suit the English players tried to give the player it's a tough one to get the balance on that you know I mean we've well, they say Sven was a bit too loose and then Capello was a bit too, too strict, uh, strict and, and stern constant yeah, calibration yeah yeah, yeah. and that's uh, it is a tricky one for a manager yeah. but he is he, he, he's obviously done a very good job on it and they they do seem to be in a very very good place um, haven't been tested too no. much yet defensively except against USA USA the bit of the ball they weren't a great threat up front USA anyway as we saw when they ultimately went out they hadn't got much in the um, other than Pulisic in the attacking positions where they couldn't get the ball to him but um, I think it'll be a tough match for them against Senegal they're a big strong aggressive counter-attacking team Threat on set pieces, used the width of the pitch very well. The full backs, Jacobs and Salabi, have been very, very good so far. Kulabadi sent centre back, we know he's at Chelsea, he's had a mixed time, but they've been strong in centre defence. Diallo, Kulabadi, Mendy and goal, probably a fault on the couple of goals against uh, the Netherlands, the first game. Uh, slight misjudgment when he came out with the cross and it uh, was headed into the net. He didn't quite make it. Then he, he, he half blocked a shot that was stuck in by Klassen's header. Uh, I think Senegal will give them a, a right good test. Ismail Sar, the Watford player, really pacey coming yeah. in off the left wing or the right side, whatever side he plays on D up front. They've not had, they don't have a consistent goal scorer either, but they're in good shape. Sisse, the manager is uh, as ill as talked that he might be on the on the sideline tonight, which I think would be a bit of a blow to them if he if he doesn't make it. They're missing the dress gay. Obviously they've got on with out having Sadio Mane. They're the champions, the African champions. They know how to go about their business. So I think this they will give England a good game tonight. But I think England have enough. I think they've there's so many options. I mentioned that the manager making decisions, changes in the front line. He's been brave enough, left out Sterling. He's used all the those options in the front positions. Second Sterling start the fourth game, then they're they're out of the team. Foden and um, uh, Rashford. Rashford, 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 great in the last match. Too many options goals. can kill a man. So what's he going to do here tonight? Yeah, well, I don't know about too many options kill a man, but if they get, as I mentioned earlier, if they get grumpy heads on them, it can be a problem. But I think he's used them well. He, he, he's, he's got them all on the pitch. They've all got time. They all seem to have adapted to the idea. Yeah. I might be a bit player. I might have to go on. Well, one interesting one that I've noticed is how much talk there's been about who's going to take the penalties. He, it's on the front pages. Yeah, it's all, all over the place. It seems place, to be. Yeah. And Harry Kane talking about it, and Rashford saying, "Yeah, I'll go again." Saka, I'll go again after their turmoil Se- against Italy in the final. That's a really interesting one. But they've obviously done their work on that as well. Yeah, the well, psychological Se- side of Se- the okay, work. Doubled, doubled down on that point that he said, "I will bring someone off the bench again if they've been scoring penalties in training." So yeah. said, that is our late, way of doing it. Oh, match. like first kick of your game could be your penalty, yeah, and you know, yeah. ba- supposedly back. I think covering last year. that, I think covering that is is a very, very, very important thing that they have gone to that detail and not left it wishy washy. Is it mature or is it neurotic? <laughs> neurotic. Um, <laughs> I think it's no, more mature as well. No, I, 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 I think it's as they say, the little details and and 
you know, cover that. Like I used to say about it, she don't know who was going to be on the end of the pitch at the end of the match. No point in siding on the penalty takers. I was involved in penalty shootouts. We actually won a European competition in a penalty shootout against Germany. And somebody said to me, ah, oh, the match, I said, no, Germany never lost a penalty shootout before. Hmm. I said, no, I never thought of that. Never, never, never come into my head before it. But I, I think covering it with all the players and it's a big squad. Yes. Haven't gone to that day and they haven't had that time in advance of the tournament that's the other interesting thing about the time uh, the lack of time and the preparation hasn't affected the African teams or the Asian teams as you think it might because they've had they've had very little time either to gather the players up and, and yeah. maybe build up the whole morale and the, the tactical analysis and the style of play and um, to make sure that they're, 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 they're tactically aware of everyone they've had very, very little time either but the fact that England seem to cover all the bases in this I, I think it's interesting and if so it comes down to it Do you have a strong sense of what his starting team should be? More so in the fo- from uh, well, who partners Rice from that part of the field on? Yeah, well, I, I, look, I, Henderson didn't start the first two games, and then he he, he came in for the Welsh game, uh, started to play very well. Not sure Bellingham. I don't. I didn't think Bellingham played as well in the more advanced position right. in, in that game. But I, I think. Uh, I I think it was a little bit too loose with Bellingham when he played in the centre beside Rice okay. I, 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 and the, the 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 four advanced forward, forward players then. I, um, so you think more of a steady Eddie alongside Rice? Yeah, I I, well, I think he's right to do. It. I know that the general thing is I'll let them off, let them out, let them off the leash and play with it. But I think Henderson is, is such a key player for them in in terms of. Organisational in terms of um, just information, he, he seems to be such a vital player. That so many managers, yeah. not just Gareth Southgate, depend on him and think he's crucial to it. So, but look, they've got lots of good, and I think it'll change in the game. I don't think it should be that pinned down that you say well here's his best 11 it's not about that anymore teams have to be adaptable managers have to do that and if there's criticism of Selke has been that he hasn't been adaptable enough or prepared to make the changes in the trend of the game early enough when the game was going against them Mm -hmm. in the past and what of the Foden fixation to use Southgate's word he says it's becoming a fixation uh, so it, obviously he, he went with Sterling and Saka to begin with, and then Foden has, has had his game time. How do you see that one? Yeah, uh, he didn't. He didn't play very well in the Welsh game. He started out on the right hand side, and then he, he swapped over onto the other side. Yeah. Rashford, they were changing the bell. He didn't play particularly well in the game. Now, uh, then he got the goal, which was a lovely moment. Then he got a bit better in the game, having scored the goal, and maybe the goal justifies it a little bit. But then Sterling got a very good goal as well against Iran. So that, that, that's right, and they've got they've had all those forward players. Saka was great. Rashford was in the early game. Saka was great. Rashford's three goals. He Harry Kane's the only man not scoring. Iran. No, he's the only one. I saw say leave one, leave, leave him out and play a false night. I play all the play yeah. Foden as it were Manchester City. I play them at times. You could do that, but no, they won't leave Harry Kane out. Uh, they t- actually took him off in the last game which is very unusual it's not I, screaming out to you as to who should be definitely well, no there, I, I don't I don't think it, it matters that much I think when you get to the semi-final and final it's going to matter a bit more I think against uh, against Senegal today I think he'll go with, with, with Rashford and Foden I think today right with Kane as a, as a front three and I think it'll be Bellingham then with Henderson 
and rice. Right, interesting. I, I think that's what it'll be. And Mount is M- Mount is out for the moment. Sterling is out for the moment. And Saka is out for the moment. Yeah, but I think the pressure is on them to deliver then in the game. Yeah, and I think, but I also think Grealish is out with that pitcher. I think there's much more of acceptance of those players now that, they, yeah. that that there's not a defi- definitive pecking order. Grealish probably feels in the pecking order. I am either I'm either four, five, six, or seven. I'm not in one, two, three. Yeah. You know, and I think that if, if if the manager has managed to achieve that, he's done a great job. Yes, to great to, point, yeah. to get the acceptance of those fellas. And Grealish has had to accept that a bit of Manchester City as well. In fairness to him, in fairness to Grealish, because people have um, uh, knocks at him for various reasons, seems like a decent skin in that respect. Ah, yeah. Well, That's I only something. ever heard good things about him when he was here. I mean, I, I still have. If, if, like all Irish people, we've accepted now. He's never played for we us. We haven't. I just, have we not? <laughs> no, but we haven't. Like, have I was going, Joe, to under, under, I saw him playing under 21 games. saw him playing under 20, 19 matches live. And I went, this is the stick out fella. This is the fella. He said, wherever it happens, we've got to get him. We've got to keep him. And then he gets in and he plays a couple of matches. And you're going, oh. Uh, you know, it's so sad, but he does seem to be a very good fella. Um, and uh, you, you know, he came out with the Maya Culpa the other day on the Almiron one and owned up to it and said, I do say stupid things at times, I do do yeah. stupid things, and yeah, I'm a bit of a jacked lad, but I'm trying to get better. And and oh, kind of forgive anyone a bit of self awareness, exactly, exactly holding their hands up, exactly. Well, that's England. I'll give you the French team, which is just in so uh, Lewandowski up front for the polls, and uh, uh, as you might expect, and then France of Larice and goal back four of Koundé, Varane. Upabakeno and Hernandez is uh, left back and then I presume it's Griezmann not in the formation I have here but he'll be more over on that right hand side again Chouamani and Rabio, and then Dembele on the right and Bappe on the left and Giroud is up front so that's France against Poland Poland against Argentina the other evening were nothing short of a disgrace yeah yeah, they were trying to trying to hope they get through the group on on, on yellow cards, <laughs> but it worked out. It didn't come down to that in the end. The one one game to be Saudi Arabia draw. It makes a, they've been they've been a bit disappointment so far. But Poland in terms of but boot the ball to Lewandowski. Yeah, we'll get Bura and Levin, Lewandowski. Oh, he he's got a goal. But the more disappointing than Lewandowski, he's another one of those said the the aging centre forward yeah. that you can't expect to press. You know, I think there's a, there was a there was a couple of more of them that I I didn't hit on earlier. Oh, Cavan, he was another one. Yeah. Um, I suppose even Eden Hazard to a degree. I know he's kind of playing wide. The car coming into picture later. Suarez, Müller, Cavani, that was a centre for. He's a super interesting trend in this World Cup, which has dictated how all these teams play. It's just we're at that stage of the cycle. In four years' time. We could have whippersnappers who'll run all day. Yeah, I think so. They won't be the older guys won't be there. But go back to Paul. The bigger disappointment for me is Zielinski. That he's been so outstanding for for um for Napoli this mm-hmm. year, the Champions League, uh, the Italian League. Brilliant, brilliant. He's he's not really got into the game at all. Full backs will have a big job against France now. Mary Cash against Mbappe today. He'll have <laughs> you know, that'll be a massive job. Best of luck, Matt, Berlinski on the other side against Mbele. I think in the middle 
they'd be all right Rabio and again uh, too many. Too many. You know, so far they've been good the first two games they were able to rest the players that's why I said they had a bit of an advantage the rest of the players didn't go well for them then lost to Have you Tunisia. been impressed with Griezmann in that more withdrawn role? He seems Absolutely. Very good been, hasn't he? Been smashing yeah. and they were able to rest him then the tour game made a lot of changes didn't work out for him so he's back to his best 11 I think that team you called out are playing one day a right back the full back positions aren't great for them yeah. centre backs strong enough up in Meccano again have we been tested yet not really by Denmark Australia um, so that, that there could be a chink there if Lewandowski and uh, Zaninski get their act together today but I don't I think that I think France will have too much for them I don't think Matty Cash is going to be able to keep Mbappe Giroud through the middle centre midfield Krychoviak and Krychoviak and uh, Beerlink is a Beerlink is a centre midfield player they're okay just okay in there yeah Um, but I I think France will have too much for them today but Poland have been a huge Polish population here I think they would have been expecting a bit more of their team delighted that they got through as you said did nothing against Argentina really disappointing performance just settled for only losing two nothing but Chesney in great form saved a couple of penalties already he'll need to be in great form today to keep France out So if we're talking next Sunday we'll be reflecting on last night's match between England and France all things being equal Yeah be funny even we'll be talking about England and France pitching up for that quarter final and we'll be saying have either of them been tested fully yet it's kind of where we're headed yeah, that's well, I say, that's next I mean, Sunday. Both of them have to, to play their matches now. today, you know. So, but we're giving them both wins yeah, today. We're I would giving presume. them both wins today. If it worked out, it could be Senegal versus Poland. But thinking unlikely. I mean, it, you know, we've had all those surprises: Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, Japan beating Spain, and Germany. Morocco beat Belgium, Tunisia beat France. But you have to take a little bit out of some of them. In that Spain didn't play their best team. Once I said the teams that got the six points and rest Early. of the players. Yeah, yeah, France, Spain, Portugal, another one, and uh, but yeah, England versus France. When did you say that would be? That'd be next next, sa- next Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the other the other group then is Morocco, Spain. Not that one's not that clear cut either. Portugal, Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland well used to playing Portugal. Do you would you I mean at a glance you'd say Spain to come out of those four Morocco, oh, Spain, Portugal, yeah. Switzerland. Are you impressed with Spain? Um uh, obviously the first match were sensational yeah. second match against Germany was half an hour in that match and they were just brilliant Germany found a way to get themselves back into it and Spain looked a little bit less dominant and less superb than they had been for the first match and a half um, and then you, it's hard to judge then yes. on, on on the last game because they, they, they changed so many players but I have been impressed by them Um Gavi and Pedri in the middle of the pitch, Busquets, very, very good. Just the retention of the ball, the movement of the ball, the involvement of the front players. They have lots of good options as well. I just saw some chinks against Germany that made me think, are they are they that good? You know, are they are they really at that level? Yeah. Are, are Gavi and Pedri good enough to go all the way are they, are they mature enough yet the word mature is the word yeah. early on are they four years I'm not short? so sure about yeah. that but who are the most complete we've used the word uh, chinks about every team so far Brazil 
Yeah, Brazil the most com- ma- the most complete until they played the match of Cameroon lost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but again, you go. That's not Brazil, though. Yeah, you go. You go to that. They made nine changes in, in the match, and they left out the two centre halves, yeah. Thiago and Marquinhos, who are the solid base of the team. Casemiro through the middle. Casemiro's the man. Doesn't Having play a great in the month, match. isn't he? Having a great month since yeah. he got into the Manchester United team. Yeah, and look at. I think Brazil. So you said we we which have been the best or the, or, or the most rounded team so far. I think Brazil have been in the two games they played. And, but it's two games, such a small sample Only size. Only two games. It's nothing. Only yeah. two games. Lots of options in the front positions, even without Neymar. But I heard that Neymar is going to be fit. I think so. But it's if, go, the, if, we, were, if we were talking about play. a Premier League team. After two games, you were saying, "Well, let me see him after ten or fifteen games." Yeah, and I yeah, look it was at not them. like that in the World Cup. <laughs> oh. The momentum is gone. I think the momentum is with Brazil, even though they lost the last match against Cameroon. Okay. Plenty of the ball weren't a huge threat. It just shows you when you change the players, even though they're great players and the the, the, the players that played in the nine changes, you look at them and say, "My God, what a team!" Mm. Uh, Martinelli dribble, dribble, dribble. They did some brilliant things in the match for being over the middle of the pitch. Uh, Jesus looks like he's out at the tournament. Yeah, he's now. gone home to London. But but started. The, it, it just shows you. Uh, it's, it's happened with teams, me in the past with teams where you make a few changes in the match, uh, and the, the the players who you're you should be relying on the ones who are always in your starting eleven say this mustn't be that important today because he's left out some of the main lads. And they don't play at the same level then. And then you find yourself in trouble. Now that day is over for Brazil. It's over for everyone because we're in the knockout now. And they've got to do it. They've got to, everyone playing their best team from now on. Yes. The best team, we know, I know I said we, England, not so sure what the best team is. But Gareth said we'd be picking his best team today, undoubtedly. Listen, brilliant. Really enjoyed that. We'll talk next week, hopefully, if you're still around. Brian Kerr, thanks so much. <laughs> I don't mean on the planet. I mean if you're uh, available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see where we are next week and okay. how dizzy we are after watching another load of games this week. It's, Good man. it's busy. Well, I'll let you go and watch the France game in England tonight. Okay, thanks Brian Kerr, thanks, thanks so a much. Lot. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. 